You all know I'm grateful for Pastor Brian's ministry here, aren't you? Amen. Amen. We love you, Pastor Brian. Our text today is John chapter 21, verses 15 to 17, a very familiar text. Uh, So listen now for the word of God. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. This is the word of God for the people of God. So here we are still in the season of Easter, uh, which will continue up until we get to Pentecost. But for so many of us, once we get through Lent and that season of penitence, and then we get to Good Friday, and we get to the resurrection and the empty tomb, and we've done all the celebrating, and then we move on back into our ordinary lives. But it would seem that Jesus always wants something of us in light of that empty tomb. The cross and the resurrection are given to us as gifts so that we might respond and grow as disciples of Jesus Christ year after year. And so I think this passage today is a really important one because there are things that Jesus tells us in this short little passage about how we are to live once the tomb is empty. Now, if you will remember this passage, it comes during one of Jesus' appearances to the disciples. He's just shown up uh, on the beach where they couldn't, catch any fish. He said, throw the nets. They caught a bunch of fish, and they were like, oh, oh, it's the Lord. Uh, Suddenly their eyes are opened, and then they sit down and they eat breakfast together. He's already been cooking some bread, and they have breakfast together, and then comes this conversation with Peter. And of course, usually when we read this story, we remember that Peter has denied Jesus three times, and this is seen as Jesus forgiving Peter and each of those denials. But there is actually a lot more going on here. And I think the first thing that Jesus really wants us to see in this conversation with Peter is that we human beings are fickle. Now, I like this word, fickle. It's not one we use a lot, but do you know fickle means 
that our loyalties shift. Fickle means that our emotions take us in different directions and we can be blown hither and yon. We human beings are not somehow made perfect at the moment of the resurrection, but we continue as human beings who are fickle. I give you an example. Take the color gray. Now, as far as I know, gray has been around since God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, the U.S. Navy has painted its ships gray since they began to use metal instead of wood in the shipbuilding. But somehow, in the past year or two, people suddenly love gray. Gray is no longer relegated to drab old places. Gray is the color of choice. We paint things gray, houses. We want to use gray in our decor. The church has become gray. We wear clothing that is gray. We want gray, except for probably gray hair. But suddenly, gray is the color of choice. Now, I don't think gray has changed one bit. The only thing that has changed is our attitude toward gray. And so, therefore, you see, we are fickle because in a couple years, gray will be passe. <laughs> and of course, Peter is the epitome of fickleness. Now, if you remember his story, he has been like Jesus' right-hand man. He's seen Jesus heal. He's seen Jesus feed the multitudes, raise people from the dead. He has seen Jesus walk on the water. Peter has been with Jesus all this time and even heard him say, you know what, I'm going to be crucified, but don't worry, I'll rise on the third day. But what happens when Jesus is arrested? Peter suddenly is no longer loyal to Jesus. Now he needs to take care of himself, and he's going to deny him not once but three times. You see, Peter is a very emotional and impulsive kind of guy. We've seen that time and again in the Gospels. And that is a symptom of who we are as people, that we live on this emotional level, that at times we feel like we can't trust God enough, so we're going to have to take care of ourselves. And here in this story, Jesus sits down with Peter. And if you know the original language here, there's something important that seems to be happening. Now, you will remember that in Greek, there are at least three words that we then translate into English as love. There is agape, which is God's own love, which is God in God's self. Everything true and pure and holy and good is, <clears throat> excuse me, agape love. It's God's own love. Then there's filio, which is human-to-human -human kind of love. I, I feel toward my fellow man and woman, and, and I'm going to, to care for them. And then there's eros, which is physical kind of passionate love. And in English, we translate all of those words just as love. So in this story, Jesus says to Peter, he says, Peter, 
Do you agape me? Do you love me with God's own love? And Peter says, well, Lord, you know I feel you. I love you like a brother. Then Jesus says a second time, Peter, do you agape me? Do you love me with the heights and depths of God's power and love and goodness? And Peter says, Lord, you know I feel you. I love you like a brother. And then the third time, Jesus says, Peter, do you filio me? You love me like a brother. And now Peter's hurt. Well, the fact that Peter can't seem to get on the same page with Jesus tells us that Peter seems to still be living at a very emotionally based level. It's what I feel at any given time, and I feel like I love you, Jesus. And Jesus is trying to tell him, Peter, it's more than what you feel. Life in God cannot just be based on what you feel. Our feelings are fickle. And if we let our feelings drive us, we're going to get to those moments where we're like, you know, I don't feel like going to church. You know, I don't feel like doing this. We all do it. I do it. Friday mornings, I go up and volunteer at hospice house, and half of the mornings I get up and I go, I don't feel like going. That's our human fickleness, where we let our feelings drive us and dictate how we're going to live our life in God. But here's the thing. In this passage, Jesus is giving us the solution, the answer to our fickleness, to our human feelings that will lead us astray time and again if we're not paying attention. And the answer is this. It's not a word people like to hear these days. Obedience. We don't like obedience. What we like is to to validate doing my own thing, doing what I feel. Whether it's a Jesus thing or not, we are in a time and place where people just want to be encouraged and, and congratulated for doing their own thing. We've lost, really, a concept of obedience. And yet we know that Paul tells us in Philippians that Jesus was obedient, even obedient unto death on the cross. What if Jesus had been living on the feelings level, and there he is in Gethsemane, and he says, you know, I don't feel like going to the cross. Let's go back to Galilee. Jesus was obedient. And in fact, what he is saying to Peter in each of these three statements, when Peter says, you know, I love you like a brother, Jesus is saying, feed my sheep. Be obedient to what God asks of you. Don't think about how am I feeling at a given moment. Just do what God asks you to do. God says, go and serve. Go and do. We are called to be people who do the things that Jesus does. If you think about this image of the sheep, 
The sheep get hungry, they need to be fed. The sheep get sick, they need to be healed. The sheep get lost, they need to be found. And Jesus is saying to us, your job is to do the things that will tend my people in this world. Now, I know there are many in this church who I could name the ways you serve. You know, you don't have to go and start building wells in Africa to do the work of God. It's, it's a simple, small things day in and day out when you can name what you're doing on the behalf of the kingdom, whether you're sitting at the volunteer desk or, or you're changing the candles on the altar. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're going out and you're volunteering at the food bank once a week. Fine, what are you doing to serve the living God? Because that is obedience unto the gospel, obedience unto what Jesus asks of us. We are to do, not to worry about how we feel. And in fact, when we begin to do as Jesus commands us to do, when we are obedient unto the gospel, that is when we begin to encounter the risen Christ in our own midst. I may have told you this story before. I don't quite remember, but it is such a powerful witness. When I was teaching at TCU, one of my colleagues, Joey, used to tell this story about how when he had been a student at TCU 40 years earlier, he had gotten up one Friday morning and went across the street from campus to the little hole in the wall where the owner was the cook, was the cleaning person, was the cashier. And he got some breakfast before he drove out to East Texas to a spiritual retreat. And while he's eating his breakfast, some shaggy-looking guy comes in comes up to the counter and says to the owner cook, I'm really hungry, can you give me something to eat? And the cook says, get out of here, you bum. But Joey, he just got up, he set a couple bucks on the counter and said, give him a plate of food. And then Joey finished up and he went out, got in his car, drove the two and a half hours out to East Texas, got to the campground, put his stuff in the dorm, and the first thing that they were supposed to do was go to this outside chapel to worship. And Joey says he made his way down there, he sat down, he looked at the altar, and above the altar was a picture of Jesus. And he said he gasped because that picture looked exactly like the man asking for food in the restaurant that morning. He was so shaken up that Joey got up, got back in his car, drove the two and a half hours back to Fort Worth, and spent several hours driving up and down the streets looking for that man, and he says he never saw him again. To this day, Joey believes that he encountered the risen Christ it wasn't the matter of going out to spend time being holy in this retreat center. It was the fact that he had done exactly as Jesus commands. There was someone hungry and he fed him. And in being obedient to the Lord, Joey saw Jesus in his midst. 
Friends, this story tells us that loving God is not simply about something we're feeling. I feel like I love God today and I don't tomorrow. Loving God is this sense of service and obedience that I do as he commands, whether I feel like it or not. Because when I do, not only do I have this chance that I may actually encounter the risen Christ, but I also know that I am changing the world one life at a time. Will you be fickle or will we be obedient? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.